A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Now a man was ill, Lazarus, from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who had anointed the Lord with perfumed oil and dried his feet with her hair. It was her brother Lazarus who was ill. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, saying, Master, the one you love is ill. When Jesus heard this, he said, This illness is not, will not to end in death, but it is for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was ill, he remained for two days in the place where he was. Then after this he said to his disciples, Let us go back to Judea. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just trying to stone you, and you want to go back there? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in a day? If one walks during the day, he does not stumble, because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks at night, he stumbles, because the light is not in him. He said this, and then told him, Our friend Lazarus is asleep, but I am going to go awaken him. So the disciples said to him, Master, if he is asleep, he will be saved. But Jesus was talking about his death, while they thought he meant ordinary sleep. So then Jesus said to them clearly, Lazarus has died, and I am glad for you that I was not there, that you may believe. Let us go to him. So Thomas called Didymus, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go and die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, only about two miles away, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary sat at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise. Martha said to him, I know he will rise in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord. I have come to believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who is coming into the world. When she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary secretly, saying, The teacher is here. He is asking for you. As soon as she heard this, she rose quickly and went to him. For Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still where Martha had met him. So when the Jews who were with her in the house comforting her saw Mary get up and quickly go out, they followed her, presuming she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come with her weeping, he became perturbed and deeply troubled and said, Where have you laid him? 
They said to him, Sir, come and see. And Jesus wept. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not the one who opened the eyes of the blind man have done something so this man would not have died? So Jesus, perturbed again, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay across it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the dead man's sister, said to him, Lord, by now there will be a stench, for he has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believe you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you for hearing me. I know that you always hear me, but because of the crowd, here I have said this, so that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had said this, he cried out in a loud, loud voice, Lazarus, arise. The dead man came out, tied hand and foot with burial bands. And his face was wrapped in a cloth. So Jesus said to them, untie him and let them go. Now many of the Jews who had come to Mary and seen what he had done began to believe in him. The Gospel of the Lord. In times like this, it's sometimes easy for us to feel like Lazarus, alone in the dark, sequestered in a tomb with a giant stone rolled over the doorway, trapping us inside. When Jesus came to the tomb that day, he gave an amazing promise. I am the resurrection. I am the life. I walk in the light, and if you walk in the light while it was day, you will not stumble. But if you walk in darkness, you will stumble. Now, I'm sure most of us, just a few weeks ago, had lots of plans for our lives. We had plans, simple things, like taking the kids to school, going to work, taking our spouse out for a dinner, going to church, perhaps planning a vacation. And then suddenly the world changed. Somehow we felt trapped in a darkness of confusion and of fear. We, can sit, we think about this virus and we ask ourselves questions like, will I catch it? Will I die? But Jesus says, I am the resurrection. I am the life. Jesus stood by the tomb and began to weep. And then his voice pierced the darkness of the tomb. Lazarus, arise. God has spoken that word to many people throughout history. Abraham, an Akkadian prince who left his family in Ur, who heard the voice of God and went, became a nomad, a homeless, wandering around the desert. God had promised to make 
his descendants like the stars in the sky, and yet there he was, homeless, no, no children, wondering, where is God? What is God doing? But God spoke to Abraham and said, Arise, walk the length and the breadth of this land, for I will give this land to your descendants forever. When Moses died, a young man, Joshua, who had been with Moses for the entire journey, who, was his, who had been mentored by, by Moses and prepared to lead the people once Moses passed. But now with Moses gone, he had to be stricken with sorrow and grief. His mentor had, had left him, and now the responsibility of the entire nation of Israel rested on his shoulders. He must have wondered, what do I do now? But the word of God came to Joshua, and God said, Arise, take these people across the Jordan, and I will give the entire country to the land of Israel. Israel. Later, when Saul, the first king of Israel, had been given into madness, and the whole nation was confused and lost, God spoke to Samuel the prophet and said to him, Arise, go to the house of, Je of Jesse and anoint David. He is the one I am a chap chosen to be king. And then when Israel had been destroyed by Assyria and Judah and Jerusalem had been destroyed by the Babylonians and all the people who were left had been taken captive into Babylonia, living as homeless strangers and not knowing what to do, God had spoken to Isaiah the prophet and said, Arise, shine, your light has come, and all nations shall bask in its glory. I sometimes think about Lazarus and this this day that he came back from the dead, rejoined the land of the living. It was a wonderful day. His family rejoiced. His friends were happy to see him. It was a tremendous miracle. But that very same day, the Pharisees decided, we're going to have to kill Lazarus too. It's not just enough to kill Jesus, because as long as Lazarus is alive, people will hear about this miracle and they'll believe in him. See, to be in the land of the living means you're going to share this planet with people who don't like you. You're going to have to deal with things like sadness and sorrow, disease, sickness. But you also get to enjoy love, fellowship, companionship, togetherness. See, it's easy to focus on the, on the griefs and the sorrows, on the people who, who don't like you and to hide in fear. But if we focus on love, if we focus on being able to reach out to our families and to our friends and to care for those who are in need, then the scripture says love casts out fear. The choice is really ours. What are we going to focus on in life? 
If we focus on that which Jesus taught us, to love God with our whole being, to love our neighbors as ourselves, to care for our families and friends, to live lives of charity, then our lives are filled with joy, even in the midst of trial. See, for those of us who were thinking we were pretty smart, you know, we had good jobs, we had a good home, we, we had our family, we had a 401k that we could retire on. And times like these come upon us, then we realize just how sandy that foundation was upon which we built our little house. But God himself is that firm foundation. And even in times of uncertainty, well, let's be honest, all of life is uncertain. It's just in times like these that we notice. Life really is uncertain. And remember the words from the Sermon on the Mount. Don't make promises about tomorrow. Tomorrow's not under your control. What is under our control is our choice. We get to choose whether we will place our foundation upon God, put our trust in Him, even in times of trial, and know that He is there with us. Or we can choose to put our faith and our trust in the things of this world that are crumbling and sifting right between our fingers. With God is the fullness of redemption. The path to the fullness of redemption is to live the life of love, to give ourselves wholly to God, to share ourselves with our neighbors, and to focus on God who is the sure foundation, who will always hold us firmly in his hands. And when the storms of life come, and they're upon us right now, we do not grow weary or faint because we live our lives in the Lord.